0: CHAPTER One OF BRACEBRIDGE HALL. BY WASHINGTON IRVING. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY GREG GIORDANO BRACEBRIDGE HALL BY WASHINGTON IRVING CHAPTER One. PREFACE The success of Old Christmas has suggested the republication of its sequel, Bracebridge Hall, illustrated by the same able pencil, but condensed so as to bring it within reasonable size and price. THE HALL THE ANCIENTEST HOUSE, AND THE BEST FOR HOUSEKEEPING, IN THIS COUNTY, OR THE NEXT, AND THOUGH THE MASTER OF IT right BUT SQUIRE, I KNOW NO LORD LIKE HIM. Merry BEGGARS THE READER, IF HE HAS PERUSED THE VOLUMES OF THE SKETCH-BOOK, WILL PROBABLY RECOLLECT SOMETHING OF THE BRACEBRIDGE FAMILY, WITH WHICH I ONCE PASSED AT CHRISTMAS. I AM NOW ON ANOTHER VISIT AT THE HALL having been invited to a wedding which is shortly to take place the squire's second son guy a fine spirited young captain in the army is about to be married to his father's ward the fair julia templeton a gathering of relations and friends has already commenced to celebrate the joyful occasion for the old gentleman is an enemy to quiet private weddings there is nothing he says like launching a young couple gaily and cheering them from the shore a good outset is half the voyage before proceeding any farther i would beg that the squire might not be confounded with that class of hard-riding fox-hunting gentlemen so often described and in fact so nearly extinct in england i use this rural title partly because it is his universal appellation throughout the neighborhood, and partly because it saves me the frequent repetition of his name, which is one of those rough Old English names at which Frenchmen exclaim in despair. The squire is, in fact, a lingering specimen of the Old English country gentleman, rusticated a little by living almost entirely on his estate, and something of a humorist, as englishmen are apt to become when they have an opportunity of living in their own way i like his hobby passing well however which is a bigoted devotion to old english manners and customs it jumps a little with my own humour having as yet a lively and unsated curiosity about the ancient and genuine characteristics of my fatherland there are some traits about the squire's family also which appear to me to be national it is one of those old aristocratical families which i believe are peculiar to england and scarcely understood in other countries that is to say families of the ancient gentry who though destitute of titled rank maintain a high ancestral pride who look down upon all nobility of recent creation and who consider it a sacrifice of dignity to merge the venerable name of their house in a modern title this feeling is very much fostered by the importance which they enjoy on their hereditary domains the family mansion is an old manor house standing in a retired and beautiful part of yorkshire its inhabitants have been always regarded through the surrounding country as the great ones of the earth and the little village near the hall looks up to the squire with almost feudal homage an old manor house and an old family of this kind are rarely to be met with at the present day and it is probably the peculiar humor of the squire that has retained this secluded specimen of english housekeeping in something like the genuine old style I am again quartered in the panelled chamber in the antique wing of the house. The prospect from my window, however, has quite a different aspect from that which it wore on my winter visit. Though early in the month of April, yet a few warm, sunshiny days have drawn forth the beauties of the spring, which, I think, are always most captivating on their first opening. The parterres of the old-fashioned garden are gay with flowers, and the gardener has brought out his exotics, and placed them along the stone balustrades. The trees are clothed with green buds and tender leaves. When I throw open my jingling casement, I smell the odor of a mignonette, and hear the hum of the bees from the flowers against the sunny wall, with the varied song of the throstle, and the cheerful notes of the tuneful little wren. While sojourning in this stronghold of old fashions, it is my intention to make occasional sketches of the scenes and characters before me. I would have it understood, however, that I am not writing a novel, and have nothing of intricate plot or marvellous adventure to promise the reader. The hall of which I treat has, for aught I know, neither trap-door, nor sliding-panel, nor donjon-keep, and indeed appears to have no mystery about it the family is a worthy well meaning family that in all probability will eat and drink and go to bed and get up regularly from one end of my works to the other and the squire is so kind-hearted an old gentleman that i see no likelihood of his throwing any kind of distress in the way of the approaching nuptials in a word I cannot foresee a single extraordinary event that is likely to occur in the whole term of my sojourn at the hall. I tell this honestly to the reader lest when he find me dallying along through every-day English scenes he may hurry ahead in hopes of meeting with some marvellous adventure farther on. I invite him, on the contrary, to ramble gently on with me as he would saunter out into the fields, stopping occasionally to gather a flower or listen to a bird or admire a prospect without any anxiety to arrive at the end of his career should i however in the course of my loiterings about this old mansion see or hear anything curious that might serve to vary the monotony of this every-day life i shall not fail to report it for the reader's entertainment for freshest wits I know will soon be weary of any book, how grave soe'er it be, except it have odd matter, strange and merry, well sauced with lies and glared all with glee. End of chapter one. Recording by Greg Giordano. Newport Ritchie, Florida.